Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author, the writer of Effortless English. Learn to speak English like a native. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join my VIP program. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. VIP members, I will send that email. I've been promising you an email. <laughs> This week, I'm going to send it tonight or tomorrow. I just need to check something really quick, make sure uh, that our system is fixed, it's working okay. And then I will send that email finally to you, VIP members. If you're not a VIP member yet, you join at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Oh, we are now in this just the wonderful time of late summer. I love this time of year. Love it, love it. I love fall. Fall's a great time of year. And late summer's really nice, too. I like summer in general, honestly. Even the, the hot, hot weather. I'm okay with that. I like it. I, maybe because I was born in Florida. <laughs> Florida's a very hot state. I don't know. I was raised in the south, the southern part of the United States. Georgia, Florida, way down south. So I like the heat. I like it. <laughs> but I will say that I particularly like, I very much enjoy early summer and late summer. Right in the middle of the summer, the hottest, hottest, hottest part of the summer. Yeah, it can be hot, right? You're pouring sweat. <laughs> it's a little hard to be outdoors in the middle of the day. At, during the hottest part of the summer but when things cool off just a little bit right and for Fahrenheit that means the temperatures drop down into more like the 80s instead of the 90s it's still warm still hot some people might say it's still hot but it's just it's it's a significant difference you can feel it. And that's what we got now. I, I really love this. So spring and early summer. And then late summer and fall. Fantastic. Really great weather here in Japan at those times. All right, let's get started, shall we? I'm going to talk about Q. I haven't talked much about Q lately. And oh boy, Q's been hitting us with so much, so many drops. Yesterday was a record for Q. 40, 40, 40 drops, 40 posts by Q, the most Q has ever posted before. It seems like Q is getting excited. It seems like there's a lot of action happening now that we're not really seeing in the direct news so much, but behind the scenes, there's some big things happening. And according to Q, Regular people, people who only watch the fake lying news, will begin to start seeing some of this stuff. It's going to start coming out a bit more. Uh, Q specifically said October. 
so we still might have one more month before you start seeing more and more of these big things coming out and it's just going to start in october i imagine we'll see more as always we just got to wait and see right Uh, this is part of being an independent thinker and looking for information yourself Right? The people who are trained in school to just accept everything, just obey, don't question. Well, in some ways, they have it easy, right? That blue pill is easy because you don't have to think and you don't have doubt and you're, you don't have uncertainty, right? I mean, if pe- just imagine somebody who watches the news and they just believe everything they hear from the news they just think it's all true 100% true well I mean emotionally that's very easy right oh you don't have to you don't have to feel any uncertainty you can be you can feel like oh I understand everything I everything is certain the news would never lie to me so I understand all of it and that makes you feel comfortable it's more comfortable to be blue pilled but when you're red pilled when you wake up well now you're dealing with the real world you're dealing with reality and in reality we human beings every one of us we are limited right our own our brains are limited our understanding will always be limited we're not god we can't be so always we have a limited understanding we do our best to find truth of course we gotta try to keep getting closer and closer and closer to truth but we're always limited we always must acknowledge right we must always understand and realize that as human beings, uh, being alive, we will always have some uncertainty. This is part of life, and it can never be avoided. That's the red pill. So when you're red-pilled, and you realize the news is just fake and lying all the time, and you start looking for the truth, you start finding the truth, you start finding evidence, you do realize a lot of things. You can be certain about a lot of things that you find from digging and lots of sources and evidence. However, in many, many, many areas, doesn't politics, economics, whatever, it doesn't matter, every, every area of life, there will always be some uncertainty. There'll always be some topics, some things some ideas, some theories <laughs> that will not be 100% certain for you, right? Where you'll think, well, I'm, I think this, but I'm not sure. It seems like this, but I can't be sure yet, 100%. But this is being an adult. This is, this is what we have to do as adults, right? In the real world, we know this. In the real world, we can never, never, never know 100%. We can never be 100% certain living with some doubt with some uncertainty living with the unknown is part of being a full adult human being an awake human being that's part of life and it always will be you know children need a lot of certainty right because they get they, they get too afraid they don't have any power and that's fine it's natural we have to give children security and certainty they need that however we also must train them as they get older with each year to handle more and more uncertainty. And again, homeschooling is such a great way to do that because they start to discover this themselves. They get comfortable themselves. Just as I discussed yesterday, 
just the process of researching things and trying to figure things out. And sometimes they can't figure it out. Sometimes they don't know. And that's a great life lesson. They get comfortable with that. And they might be, of course, they're going to be frustrated. Not just might, they will. They will be frustrated sometimes. But frustration is also part of life. (laughs) As all adults, we know this. Sometimes you get frustrated. So it's great in small ways, little by little, as the children get older, using this independent method of education, of learning, they learn these great lessons. So when they become adults, they're quite comfortable with uncertainty. They're quite comfortable with not knowing 100%. They're quite comfortable with looking for answers themselves and, and realizing it's a process and it takes time. And that's what we have to do with Q. We know the media is lying because it's just obvious and the, the evidence is just every single day. You can just look and find the lies of the big media. Pretty easy. But we'll Finding the truth is a little bit harder. Q is one source. But we got to keep looking. Even Q says, think for yourself. Find the answers yourself. Well, give me a few ideas about the big picture of Q. There's so much. Now, a lot of the Q stuff is very, very complicated. It's very specific to the details of American politics happening right now. And I'm not going to talk about all that because it's much too complicated. I think most people, uh, most especially non-Americans, most of you who are outside of the United States probably don't care about all that stuff. The details. You just want the basic big idea. So here are the basic big idea. There is a cabal. We call it the cabal. C-A-B-A-L. That's a nice word. Cabal. What does that mean? That's a good vocabulary word. Cabal. A cabal is kind of like mafia. Right? Mafia. Organized crime. Something like that. So there is a cabal in the world. This is coming from Q. This is the picture we're getting from Q. There is an international cabal. It's been around a long time. And it has many different levels, right? Just like in the Mafia, right? The Mafia, if we think about the Godfather movies, right? At the top, there's the Godfather, Don Corleone. And then his, you know, his sons are kind of the second level in that movie. But then they have other guys who work under them, and then other guys under them, under them, and then kind of the really, really, really low-level guys who don't know it much. They only know a little bit. Well, that's how this international cabal is. And at the top of this cabal are the banking families. There are, well, according to Q and others, there are 13 big and quite old families that control the banking systems, the central banks, right? Because we have the central banking system now Almost everywhere in the world, 99% of the countries have central banks. But these, what's interesting about this central banking system, do the research about it. These banks are not controlled by governments. Like the American Central Bank is called the Federal Reserve. It's called the Federal Reserve Bank. And it's a, it's a, it's a name, it's, desi- it's a kind of a lie. The name itself is a lie. Federal, 
federal gives the idea that it's a government bank, but it's not. It's not controlled by the government. It's a private bank. Who controls that private bank? Who owns that private bank? What is the secret? Isn't that interesting? A private bank, not controlled by the people, by the government. They make all the U.S. dollars. They print the U.S. dollars. They control the American economy and therefore much of the world economy. And yet, their ownership is secret. Isn't that? interesting well a lot of people have dug and they've looked into it they've looked into the history of this bank there's I've also read some books about the history of this bank and basically it does it goes back to certain families some names you probably have heard the Rothschild family this is a banking family that goes back it's before the Napoleonic Wars so before the 1800s this bank banking family These same families also control the central banks in other countries. For example, in Britain. The British central bank, again, is not controlled by the British government. The British prime minister does not control that bank. Just as in America, the American president and the American government, the people we elect, they don't control that central bank. It's a private bank. There's a lot of secrets around these private banks, which is very suspicious, yet they have this complete power. They control the world economy. They control the world money system. According to Q, then, there are these 13 different families that control these banks, all of these central banks. Rothschild, that's a famous one. Rockefeller, that's another famous family you've probably heard of. And then there may be some others that... You maybe you don't know. There there were a few that I didn't know. It's interesting. I'm looking into it more. So they are the top of this cabal, this international kind of mafia system that really is the big power in the world and has been because they control the money supply in every single country of the world with maybe a couple exceptions. That part, there's plenty of evidence about that. So that's, I would not call that a conspiracy. I wouldn't even call it a theory. I think it's pretty much fact. I think most people are starting to understand this is, this is true. And that most of the democracy we see in the world then is, is just an illusion again. Because the real power is who controls the money in the banks. Now through these banks, what's interesting is, these banks then control almost all of the big really huge other companies in the world. Right? Again, if you look, if you do it, do some uh, research yourself, don't, don't, just, don't accept what I'm saying, just do the research yourself. And if you look into, say, the top 500 companies in the world, or the top 1,000 companies in the world, and look who owns those companies. Well, you won't find just one person most usually, right? Because they're too big. Let's say Google. Google's a good example. Google. Who owns Google? Well, there's no one person owns Google anymore. It was started by a few people, but now it's a public company. And, right, it's on the stock market. So people buy stock. So the stockholders own Google. 
but of course it's not individuals like if you own one share of Google you have zero power okay you you have zero power with Google with the company you can't make them do anything it's only one share now you've got to control a big large percentage of the shares right that gives you ownership of the company so when you look into it and you start looking you'll find that it's these banks that are the major owners of Google and occasionally you'll find a link to one of these big families. Twitter, for example, is owned by uh, one Saudi Arabian prince. And he is connected to this same cabal. According to, according to Q now, this, this uh, Saudi prince, Alawid is his name. He is kind of, uh, there's kind of a little bit of a, there, this cabal fight is happening inside of many countries. In the United States, there are people who are, much of the people in the uh, country, in the power, are on the side of the cabal because they're, they're paid or controlled by them. And then on the other side are the kind of patriots or nationalists who are fighting against them. But this is a worldwide struggle, according to Q, and I think you can, there's a lot of good evidence of the, for that. So within Saudi Arabia, the same we saw months ago, I think it was last year, where a bunch of these Saudi princes got arrested by the current leader of Saudi Arabia because the same battle is happening in Saudi Arabia. The same battle is happening in the United States. The same battle is happening in the UK. And all around the world. It's an international. So although much of it is happening in the United States because that's where a lot of the power and money is concentrated, this is really an international struggle that's happening now. So that's what Q is saying. So anyway, you look into these companies. Who controls Google? The banks are ultimately the largest owners of shares of Google stock. These big banks. Bank of America. The, you know, just look into it. The central banks themselves now. So it's not just the banks like the private banks, like Bank of America or uh, Chase Manhattan. But it's also the actual central banks, the Federal Reserve, the central banks in Europe are actually buying stock, buying and owning these companies. And behind it all, again, there's these certain families that are controlling all of that. Interesting. So who owns the media? It's the same banks, the same banking families. And again, now the next thing that Q has given us, I'm giving you the big picture. It's, it's complicated. So that's the highest level of the banking families and the banks, the central bankers. And then next are kind of the corporate people. And then the next level under that would be the politicians, the politicians that they bribe, that they own, that they control, and also the media, right? The media companies, including Hollywood. That the cabal controls them with money, of course, because they control all the companies. They give gigantic amounts of money to these people. And according to Q and some other researchers, it's not just money, but they're also blackmailing them. That's when they make them do terrible, horrible things. Well, they don't make them. They just tell them they have to do it if they want to make money, if they want to be famous. They've got to do some, some of these terrible things, usually to children. And when they do it, they record it, they get proof of it. And this gives them power now over those people, right? 
because these people are afraid. They don't want these terrible things to come out. So according to Q and others, there's a lot of this really terrible, horrible stuff. This is why we're seeing a lot of arrests in America. They are arresting huge numbers of people for child pornography, for child trafficking, that's kidnapping children, take, put, taking them to different countries. And for, you know, other terrible things to children. I don't want to talk about the details. It's too terrible. But what the key point is, I was looking at statistics about the number of arrests. It's unbelievably huge compared to the past. If you compare, like, the number of arrests during Obama's time and before him, how many people were arrested for these kinds of crimes kind of small kind of small kind of small and then suddenly last year huge number this year a super huge number it's very very unusual and the media the lying media will not talk about it they absolutely do not want this to come out they do not want regular normal people to understand how big this problem is because of course most people who who have families or just people who are just decent good people if they find out about all this horrible stuff being done to children they are going to be super angry they're going to want some really horrible things to happen to the people who are doing this and the, the news media they're involved we've seen we've already know this because we've seen in the UK for example how the BBC has had several scandals where this information has come out that all through the BBC you've got these people who are doing terrible things to children sexual things and things like that and they're trying their hardest to cover hide that up cover up means to hide they're trying to hide it they don't want to talk about it but according to Q it doesn't matter it, it will be forced out that eventually over the next let's say six months to a year that more and more and more of this is going to come out as always let's wait and see we'll find out it will or it won't then we know that's what you do when you're a red-pilled independent thinker many times you just have to say okay well we'll see I have to wait and see there's also a lot of uh, the same groups and the politicians such as the Clintons, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, uh, Obama, and a lot of the people involved with him. They're also involved in a lot of this and some other things where they were uh, giving military secrets, American military secrets, to China and to others. This is just starting to come out this week. Hugh's been talking about it, and I'm starting to see news stories about it. That's huge. That's treason. It's called treason. It means you betray your own country you do something to hurt your own company you help your own country you help the enemies of your country that's big too because if that's true if we start to see this more and more evidence coming from this uh, you know potentially we could see the death penalty for a lot of these quite famous people so you can see how big this is it's huge this is gigantic big super huge what if you're not sure about this? Well, of course you're not sure about it. I'm not sure about it either. I don't know. I think there's I think it's likely more true than anything in the news. The news I know are lies. Whereas many of the things from Q 
I have found evidence that supports what Q is saying. However, with also with many things Q is posting, I do not have any evidence yet. I have not seen any evidence. And in those cases, I just have to say, well, we will see. We will see. Of course, I, Q's not my only source of evidence. You don't just trust one source. You can't. Right? As an independent learner, just like if you're trying to learn anything in life, you probably get a lot of different sources, right? You need different content, different materials. You got to think about these things. Now, according to Q, in the next the next four months will be big. So the rest of this year, the rest of 2018, I, I, it's, it's, it's probably going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, I think, if Q is correct, people are going to be super shocked. It's going to be shocking. This could possibly be the one of the biggest events in American history. Certainly in my lifetime, it will be the biggest. So we shall see. We shall see. But I would say this. My only warning would be expect some really big things to start coming out uh, in the next six months, let's say. And I would expect some, uh, you know, possible mm, shocks, social shocks. Right, social problems within the United States and perhaps the much of the world uh, over the next year or two. I think we're entering a time of uh, chaos and uh, let's just, you know, let's hope. <laughs> Do your best, take care of your family, and we, wait, we will wait and see. Okay, it's heavy stuff. Okay, this is heavy, meaning it's very, very serious stuff that Q talks about. That's why I don't talk about it too often. I think it's very important though. And, you know, for me, I want to know. I want to dig in and find out truth, even if it's ugly. I don't want to close my eyes and just listen blindly to the lying news and so I can feel comfortable. I want truth. And I'm okay with uncertainty. Eh, you have to decide yourself. Everyone makes that choice. On the more fun side, a little lighter. A little lighter, a little lighter. They, uh, there's a guy, a company, is g making a series of comic books. A series of comic books about Q. Now, of course, this is going to be fiction. They're taking the idea of Q. They're inspired by the idea of Q. And then they're going to tell, like, a spy story using uh, comic books. And they have quite a famous comic book writer to do this. This guy, uh, what's his name? Chuck Dixon. He's done a lot of famous comic books in the past. He's a really good writer. So that's kind of fun and interesting. I, I ordered some. I'm going to... Uh, they'll be ready next year. They're doing a... Like a... What's it called? Like a startup campaign. So you they get people to... Uh, buy before they publish, which is smart. It's a, that's a, hey, that, by the way, that's another great business model. We'll talk about that another time. Get people to prepay. Get people to pay for your product first, then you make it. Very smart. That's what they're doing. It's called Arc Haven, Arc Haven Comics. They're kind of a new comic book company, and they use this is the uh, the system they use. They do campaigns where. They say, we're going to do these comic books. If you want them, 
then pay now and then we will make them and we'll send them to you when they're finished. Really smart. So they wait, then they have a goal. They have like a minimum goal. So this is like Kickstarter, right? This is kind of the Kickstarter method. That's a, one of the websites where you can do these kinds of campaigns. But it's very smart, right? Because then it's, it's very low risk. If nobody orders, they just cancel and they return everybody's money if they don't get enough orders to cover their expenses. So there's very little risk to them. But instead, if they're successful, and they, and they usually are very successful, people like their comic books, so instead they get all the money before, so now they have all this big amount of money, they can use it to pay the writers, pay the artists, and then ship out the books. There's no risk. They already get the money in the, in the beginning. Yeah, that's a you should think about that as another possibility first you get your audience like I talked about a couple days ago right first you build your audience that's what they've done they build their audience because they publish lots of other uh, like sci-fi books and stuff so they already have an audience so now when they do a new especially a new something new like a comic book they use this method they already have their audience and then they get people to pre-buy to buy the product the comic books before they make them super low risk could you maybe use that for something right first you build your audience that's step one the marketing actually comes first and then step two sell your product pre-sell your product maybe you give a discount because people are buying early Right? And they don't get it immediately. That's fine. But you pre-sell. Then you see, do I have enough? Did I, did I make enough money? Now I can use the money I just got to make the product and build my business. That is low risk. That's really a smart business strategy. Anyway, if you're interested, if you're interested, if you'd, I, I recommend, you know, comic books are a great way, reading comic books, perfectly great way to improve your reading and learn English vocabulary. It's also a good way to learn uh, things like idioms and slang because the language, the English used in comic books is much more conversational and uh, casual, let's say, than, you know, often other books, even fiction books, can be a little more formal. But if you're really looking for very casual, the kind of English you might hear in TV or movies comic books are a good choice so you might consider that uh, let me think of a website where can I say um, if you're interested it's uh, the, the publisher the guy who owns the publishing company he has a blog you can go there and he has a just look on his blog you'll see something about uh, Arkhaven Q or AHQ that's the comic book you just click in there and there's a link where you can buy them if you want to and his website is voxday, V-O-X-D-A-Y, V-O-X-D-A-Y, voxday, dot, blogspot, dot com. Voxday, dot, blogspot, dot com. Let's talk a little more about reading. Stephen, Dr. Stephen Krashen. I'm a fan of Dr. Stephen Krashen's. Dr. Stephen Krashen wrote a great book called FVR, Free Voluntary Reading. 
that the very, very, very best way to improve your reading and improve your writing and improve your written grammar and improve your spelling of English and improve your vocabulary, grow your vocabulary. The best way to do all of those things is reading. But a specific kind of reading. Not just any reading. Reading textbooks will not do this. No, the method is called free, voluntary reading. Free because you're not being forced to do it, right? You're not being forced. And the same thing is voluntary. Voluntary meaning you are choosing what you read. You, the reader, choose what you read. Like, I don't tell you what to read. Teacher doesn't tell you what to read. You choose. And then you just... All you do is read. It's, it's the simplest thing in the world. You get a book that is enjoyable to you and understandable. So it depends on your level, right? If you're a little bit lower level, you need an easier book. You can figure that out. But the main thing, the most important thing is it's enjoyable and interesting to you. To you. Completely your choice. Voluntary. Well, guess what? This is also the number one very best way for your children, any children, other people's children too, (laughs) but especially yours, your children to improve their reading, their spelling, depending on the language, right? Written grammar, vocabulary, etc. How do you do it? It's the simplest thing in the world. Every day you have a reading time. You have a free reading time. Right? Let's say for your family. Every day you have free reading time in your family. I recommend everybody in the family joins. Everybody. You join. Your wife or husband joins. All the kids. It's reading time. It's family reading time every day. You could start with a short period of time if you want and gradually get longer. Depends on the age of your children. What do you do? It's super easy. Everybody chooses a book they want to read. That's it. You don't choose the book for your children. They choose the book. Now, of course, you have to approve it. You don't want them reading something with, you know, sex and violence in it or something. Of course not. But in in general... (laughs) As long as you approve, they choose what they want to read. For example, comic books. Stephen Krashen specifically talks about research on comic books and that comic books are fantastic for improving reading ability, spelling, vocabulary, etc. In fact, some comic books use quite advanced vocabulary. So comic books, great. Your your child wants to read comic books, let them read again. You have to you know, prove there's not like sex and violence or stuff you don't like. But as long as you like it, as long as it's okay, then no problem. Comic books, fantastic. Fantastic. Same for you as an English learner. You like comic books? Read them. Read, read, read. For adults, sometimes they're called graphic novels. 
right? Novels with pictures. Graphic novels usually means it's uh, written for adults, so there might be more things like sex and violence and maybe the ideas are more adult. But again, totally fine for you to read that to improve your English if you enjoy it. This is the key thing. This is the central part that makes what makes this kind of reading powerful is the enjoyment and the choice. It's the choice and the enjoyment. So with your children, give them a bunch of choices. Go to the library or buy a bunch of different kinds of books, whatever you want to do. And then at reading time, let's say you say, okay, every night at 6 p.m. we're going to have family reading time for 45 minutes. Everybody get their book. Mom grabs a book, whatever she wants to read. Dad grabs a book, whatever he wants to read. All the kids grab their books. Everyone just sits down and reads quietly. That's it. It's, there's nothing more simple than that. Super simple. And yet that simple activity is more powerful than almost any kind of school activity. Any kind of lessons or drills or textbooks or activities. All the garbage they do in school. And yet the most powerful technique of all is just to sit down and read something you like. Every day. It's so easy. And so powerful. Now, of course, as the children get older, or they just, as they enjoy reading more and more, you can make the time longer. You know, you could read for a full hour every day, everybody. You could have a two hours a day if you all love reading a lot. Great. Now, and this is great for you as an English learner. Do some free voluntary reading if you like if you prefer especially as an English learner where the pronunciation is important you could do audiobooks too you could put on headphones and listen to an audiobook and read along at the same time for you learning English that would be great Oh, even for kids sometimes especially little guys maybe their reading ability is not so strong you could find a book that also has audio same thing they put on their little headphones not too loud for the kids and they can listen to the story and read along and look at the pictures. If that's what they want. Again, they choose. They choose. When you are homeschooling, when you're doing home education, of course, there, there may be some reading you want them to do. Right? You may assign them. You might say, you need to read this. If you're using a online curriculum, of course, there will be certain assignments, things they must do. That's fine, of course. But this FVR, this free voluntary reading, it's extra. It's, it's not part of that. It should not feel like school. Don't make it feel like school. Right? It, it, they should feel like this is relaxing, this reading time. They should feel like it's, it's, it's like a fun time. It's relaxing time. Oh, I get to read anything I want. They can read funny stuff. They can read comic books. They can read books with picture, other books with pictures. Or they can read serious stuff. It doesn't matter. But the point is they choose. They choose. They choose. By the way, I hope you choose to join my VIP program. Choose to join my VIP program. Become a member of my VIP program. Learn to speak English fluently. Learn to think in English. Get that repetition, that training. That's what the lessons are designed for. You use those lessons. You listen to those audios every day, every day. Preferably, I prefer, I recommend two hours a day. 
You get that training, you get that repetition to speak English powerfully, to think in English, to speak English fluently and confidently and indeed effortlessly. Join my VIP program today. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Okay, time for me to go. I am walking home now. I'm going to play with my niece and nephew. It's playtime with the kids. I, I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. And as always, join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's EffortlessEnglishClub.com.